AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's episode 9, season 7 of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen! Come on, first. Hold on, you're not flat. Nah, I'm half of what I usually am. 
I thought you're a shambles, mate. You're a fucking Arsenal today. We just recorded what I think was seven, maybe more, ten minutes of absolute gold. You know, we were going into the. Uh, forget it. Doesn't matter. It was, it was great, and then I, I looked at the record and I hadn't pressed record. Just sat there and it doesn't matter. Let's let it go. Spooky. Yes, mate. Lovely to have you back once again. Two episodes on the trot. Fucking oh. hell. Consistency. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know, mate. It's a fluke. Is fluke, it? Of, fluke of nature. <laughs> and uh, we've got Ricky. Yeah. How you doing, mate? All good. Are you happy? Yes. Uh, yeah, even... Relatively. Relatively. Relatively happy, yeah. yeah. You're about how you should feel after a draw against Burnley, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's not like we haven't had results like this before. It's not like exactly. previous in previous seasons... Under even under Poch, but under AVB, mm. under Redknapp before him, we had bad results, or what we considered to be bad results against teams that we should be beating, who were defensively dogged. But it's a, it's frustrating because these are the, the, the drop points across the season that cost us at the end of it. And I know that it's it's hard to really gauge that because you could start slow and go on a run and have a dip. And it's also dependent on other teams' form. So, you know, saying, oh, well, these points are going to cost us at the end of the season is bullshit. Because if we go on a, on a, a, a winning run now, it's probably because of the, the problems that we've had in the early games. So, do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, people yeah, overanalyze to the point where they kind of forget the fact that this is Tottenham. We've had two fantastic seasons. You know, we're trying to get better. Can I take it one, one game at a time? I mean, for, for me, there, there was there was no way going to be a transition from Fortress White Hart Lane last season to Wembley now and continue that. And there are going to be a lot of other sticky results and we're not going to be uh, perform as well as we did last season. So these, these early teething problems, what I'll put it down to, uh, it doesn't worry me. It's disappointing, but I'll move on from it. It's not, I'm not completely hung up on the fact that Ah, oh, that's two points dropped. We should be beating Burnley and stuff like. I I know, like in myself, I've already prepared myself, and I know there's going to be a couple more uh, mm. banana skins around the corner. But if we're into like the the kind of like three quarters of the way through the season, and this is still happening, and we yeah, are really problem, falling behind, then it is going to be something where I'm like, this and is fucking. When shit. you think about it, Burnley and Chelsea, individual errors. Fair enough, we weren't playing pulsating football when we were smashing them up. We, we, we blatantly looked like we're trying to find our way still. There's something not quite right with the balance. We're slow moving, taking the ball out midfield into the final third. There's definitely individuals in there that aren't on their game for whatever reason, whether it's to do with things outside of football in terms of contracts or just, we, like Ricky said, it's Wembley turf. Did someone say that the, the, the pitch is soft? I don't, I don't know what that means. It, it, I don't know what that means either. I just saw something on Twitter and I, I thought, come on. What like, impact ridiculous. does that have? Yeah, exactly. Well, to, for the ball to move across it quicker if it's if the pitch it's is harder. harder. So, yeah. But silly little I heard, things like I heard that. that the Burnley pitch is five metres longer. I heard that. Which is a fucking... That's a lot. Yeah. That's 20... Hang on, what was that? Three feet, three and a half feet in a metre. You do the maths. I don't know. I'm never going to do the maths. Yeah. Get, that Texas instrument. But the point being is that <laughs> don't ever do maths to me on a podcast ever again. You know, you know, like when you 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 know when you, it's a simple answer, but but because you put under pressure, your brain doesn't work properly. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happened to Paulinho and and uh, what's his face oh, uh, Dembele. Dembele. Oh, do you see what you do? He tries to flick it up. It's not his fault. 
I know he's a £140 million footballer, but it's not his fault. What Barcelona needs to get rid of all that fucking kick-ups in front of the crowd. Yeah, what, what's the point of that? Oh, look, he can play football because he can control the ball for like 30 yeah. seconds and forget, keep it up. Forget what he's done to make him become a £140 million footballer. Let's make him do kick-ups and create such pressure around him. <laughs> it's horrible. I, like, yeah. imagine that. Before I just got... Rick, you've just been... <laughs> Rick, you just got a new job. I'm yeah. giving you a new job. And in front of the whole company and, and all the customers... Do some tweets. <laughs> do some funny tweets. Do, do some job. Right now. No. <laughs> I'll come back to you later. <laughs> you can't. You've got to do it. They're expecting you. All right. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's, that, that situation is mad anyway. I'll tell you who's, who's having a, a proper hard time of it. People that actually should, like, I have no time for Arsenal. Obviously, we've made that abundantly clear over the years of doing this podcast but for the first time in Arsenal's entire in decades they've actually got something to worry about I mean they are if they lose Mustafi they're shambles mate they're shambles yeah if they lose Mustafi and who's the other guy potentially going uh, there's Mustafi Sanchez um, <laughs> Gibbs is being sold Gibbs is being sold wholesale changes <laughs> they are fucked if that is the case they are fucked I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna get people. If that does happen, I don't know how they'll be able to get people in quick enough. Uh, or they will go for like what's happening at the moment: a good player, an average player, and, um, and pay well over the the odds for it just to get them in. Uh, and it, you know, and that shuts the, the fans up a little bit if they went out and spent another fifty million. I don't think like that. like the fifty million they spent and stuck him on the bench over the weekend like, I, I think Arsene Wenger's lost it man he's, he's crazy he's I mean playing Bell, he's, they've got this Kalasnich or what his name is fucking hilarious but like he was in the Bundesliga team of the year last year natural left wing back like, that's his best position and that he puts Bella in left, left wing back madness it's, it's odd it really is odd <laughs> it's fucking hilarious it's fu- yeah it's, it's funny it's well it's funny uh, and, and, and for the first time in a lot of these Arsenal fans life this is the first moment of um What's the word I'm looking for? Well, they're being tested as supporters. They're not their loyalty. And supporters. they're reacting. They're reacting like. Well, they're, they're <laughs> reacting petulantly. But haven't they always been petulant in terms of their demands and how they 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 basically win an FA Cup and it's like they goad and they and they they got the bragging rights and then not long after winning the FA Cup, it's like, well, this doesn't matter anymore. Well, that was a reason for Wenger to stay. And you lot wanted him to stay because he won a cup, a poxy cup. Nobody's bothered about the cup. So they, they kind of value something, devalue it, value it, devalue it, just to make themselves feel better as they're going through the motions. And it's like, well, be a bit consistent. You've had success. You're not, you no longer have success. Yeah, the board lied to you, but fucking how many teams can dominate the Premier League? Like, no. How many teams have dominated the Premier League in the last 15 years, 10 years? Two, maybe the Chelsea. City, real like, domination. Yeah, exactly. But there is none there. It's the ones that pay the most amount of money. Yeah. Arguably, they could do that. They've got a manager who doesn't have an identity anymore. He doesn't. What is Arsene Wenger? He's not plucking youth players from Africa or, where, or wherever, making them superstars anymore. He's not developing youngsters. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? He's you know, not, you know what he is? He's red. He's not as cool as red, but red from Shellsham Redemption. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he leaves what happens like he's scared <laughs> mm. what do I become yeah that is true because he look I know Arsenal fans are grateful to him he built their football club but before them they long ball merchant 
Oh, no. they they were boring as fuck, and they and, and they're still a nothing football Decades. club. But you know, that before them, they you know he he built it. So I, I'm just reveling in that. But but there's there's kind of parallels to the way our support's behaving at the moment, and I, and I'm usually I'm quite good at, at I'm I'm good at not letting other people affect my mood. I, I, I pride myself on not allowing other people's bullshit to 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 impact my life. But it's quite difficult. Especially after you draw against Burnley, to to um, to not let some of it seep in, and like, I'm quite you know when when Spurs lose, I don't remember I was fucked off. Mm. Like, the minute Burnley scored, I was just like, fucking done, and and just put my phone down, went upstairs, laid on the bed a little bit, internalised, and after about ten minutes, I was just like, good, it's fine, not good that we drew <laughs> like that. I mean, I'm fine, I'm good, I, I'm all right. I've, I've processed this, mm. and I'm ready to carry on my life. 90% of it doesn't involve Spurs or whatever do you know what I mean I'm not having to think constantly about Tottenham um, and then I get downstairs and my old man's like fucking what were we playing at and I'm like I've, I've done this dad I've processed this in my brain you know and, and it's not my dad that I'm talking about he's creating misery he's not he's a lovely man he's a great dad but he's um, it, it, it's, it, what I guess what I'm talking about is generally the, the perception to, or the reaction to the result on social media is tough it <clears throat> It is tough, and th- there's always that, that uh, like from from what I from what I see uh, wherever on social is there are you, you got to kind of like the the two camps of when people kind of say oh but you know think about us in the nineties or two thousands or whatever and we were shit then and look how good we are Be now grateful basically yeah exactly that and you know we've got a new ground on the way amazing tra- training facilities great manager you know an actual philosophy at the club and stuff like that and how well we've progressed from then it, it, it's amazing and it feels good and when I look back and to going to the games then and, and now and when I watch Tottenham now I, I do expect us to, to roll most teams over mm. But finishing second last season and then third, uh, the season before that, it's kind of like the expectation, uh, the bar has risen. Mm. And there are people that, now we're that high, they want us to go on further and they want, you know, this marquee signing or or a couple of signings that are going to push us uh, above that level or, or to that level so that we'll win the championship. But... On the other side, it's kind of like I don't know. It's it's tough. Like when you where we're at at the moment with the new stadium being built and things like that, it's it's it really isn't as cut and dry as right. We're nearly there. Let, let's go and do one twenty mil on fucking whoever. While we're at Wembley, yeah, and you know exactly. Mm. So so it's really difficult. And anyone that thought that we'd carry on the, the kind of momentum from Wild Lane to Wembley, sadly mistaken. That was always going to happen. And it's difficult, and I expect there to be a few more bumpy kind of results along the way. But kind of, it's you know you set it's down to whoever it is setting the expectations. I knew this season that going into it that we were going to have a bit of a rough ride, and I'm ready for that because I've prepared myself. My expectation is not for us to go on and win the league, and we can't. We're not at a position where where the stadium is a cash cow and we can spend 130 million or 80 million on on some on a player it's just not going to happen so it's it's difficult but i understand people that say you can't you can't always say don't hark back to those days because those days are done and that's fair enough and we've come a long way since then and we should be pushing on 
and and I get that, but I also get the the other side of it of that we were really shit then, and and I really enjoy watching us now, and uh, it's disappointing when we don't fucking give it to United, Liverpool, and uh, and other teams. So it's difficult. The, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with that hunger and that desire from, from these supporters that, that want us to push on who feel that Levy isn't decisive enough and if we bought the right players now we'd have enough depth and quality to win those games that we drew last season which could be the difference even though last season happened last season this season the variables are different you can't really compare it pound I was going to say pound for pound didn't you? Oh, but you can't compare last season to this season using the same it's easy to simplify it as supporters the problem I've actually got really it's not really a problem but the thing people seem to forget is there's no consistency with their argument, okay? Oh, we've only won one trophy in 17 years, and they they use that a lot. And it's like, well, for most of that 17 years, we were dog shit. And winning a cup would be seen as not a fluke, but a lucky adventure, but it wouldn't be the stepping stone to go on to something different. Whereas at the minute, you could argue that winning a trophy with this team is a mental stepping stone because it gives them that, solidifies that winning mentality. So I kind of understand why people want to see a trophy. But in terms of, like, saying we shouldn't care about where we've come from, let's only look to the future. Well, let's appreciate where we've come from because how many fucking years and steps did we have to take to get where we are now? And we've only been a contender, and I, and I use the word contender with a caveat because we haven't really been leading the Premier League at any, any stage, but we've only been a contender for two fucking seasons. Yet people are expecting us to be able to mount and win the, the title. And I had an argument with someone online today um, and they were having a go at me for saying, you know, you're fucking deluded. Like, we can't beat Burnley. And I'm thinking, well, like, hold on a minute. If we win all these games that you're telling me that we're not winning, we'd win 35 fucking games a season. Like, who's deluded here? Like, balance it out a little bit. I've got problems with Spurs this summer. Again, why do we have to wait until two days before? And we're sitting here waiting to, to sign true. players that we could have scouted and targeted and bid for at the beginning of the well, winter. that's true. We can talk and, about and that. I don't quite understand. That's the thing I've never been able to wrap my, my head around, ever. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. We can talk about that in a sec. But I just want to go back to what you were saying. You know, the problem with... So firstly, people have pissed off that we drew against Burnley and we, and we narrowly lost... Individual mistakes, so. Yeah, we narrowly you know, lost against... Um, Against Chelsea, Chelsea which, individual mistake. Yeah, which is hard to negate against. Negate it. Hard to yeah. negate. And uh, but uh, look, uh, ultimately, you kind of have to look at the way you approach these things. And and when you raise the bar, when you expect more than you did last season, not every team can improve. Spurs mm. included. At the beginning of each season, you've got a, a situation. No matter how many players you buy, no matter how well the situation, no matter how, where you're playing. There's a likelihood, either sometimes it's small and sometimes it's great, that you're going to regress. But if you don't uh, taper your expectations, then you're only going to end up with a much more uh, unhappy or, or, or unfulfilled existence. So, what if you're expecting the league title? What is the feel? What's the feel when you when you when you win that league title? It doesn't it's, sorry, it's a cleaner. It doesn't. What's what's the feeling when when you win that league title? It, it's, it's expectation it's not like excitement yeah no <coughs> I'll get it I'll get it's, it. it's just so, so what I'm saying is it, and when you don't win that when you don't win win, win the title when you when you're when you are appear to be mortal like, like Spurs are and we draw games against Burnley 
the feeling of negativity because you've already set yourself up. You already, all right, well, this is what I want. But why is it so? Why is there so much finality with everything? Why is the the we drop points? It's the end of the fucking world. I love supporters are emotional, and we should know better than anyone that dreams turn into fade into nightmares really quickly. Mm. You know, because we, we and we 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 kind of laugh about it. I, don't, I think we're less serious than gooners yet. I've seen a lot of examples last season and this season. Drew the Yeah, that people are, are, being, are acting so self-entitled. And they're saying, well, we should be self-entitled. We should demand more. And I get that. But it has to be... There has to be... Uh, there has to be, like, structure around it that lives in the logical world. Not just what, how we feel or what through our want. heart. And what we want. Like what we demand here and now. At the end of the day, we, we need to bring in new plays every season. Because you need to freshen things up. You, players we've got need to be competitive, and most of the players we bought, like when Wan Yama, I swear on my life, every other fucker on Twitter when we signed him, why have we bought someone for the bench? He ain't going to strengthen our team. And it's like, well, there's your evidence for not really knowing anything about football, because he was bought. Maybe he was bought for competition, but he made the position his own, and you need that in in in, in your team to be able to progress. So, like, why not just? Fucking go with the flow. We know how football works. We've seen it. There is a bit. There is a lot, lot of gooner behaviour. A lot. I've seen a lot of people reacting. Right, so I've, I've started muted. I've muted over one hundred and fifty. Every time someone says something, the winds me up. I just hit the mute button. <laughs> Simping. Literally never. Simping. No, I'd never go back once you mute. Really? That's it. I don't block because you, people start messaging you know, or unfollow. Or that's worse. A block. You never hear from them again. But you know it's. There's the reaction to some some of the stuff, and, and bearing in mind, does that make us snowflakes? Though? What does that mean? Don't know. I just oh, that's see that's it like a liberal left left yeah. wing kind of. It's basically like, a go-to sound. I, I, I literally, I literally, anyone who's a twat, don't give a fuck actually, at all what people think. My only issue with other people is when then, as I say, when how they feel and they're spewing their stuff. If it if that affects me negatively, then I have an issue with that person. But don't don't you find that like if, if someone has an opinion about my my opinion, yeah, that's cool, it's fine. Don't you find that Tottenham is a projection of you? Like in terms of like, if you're miserable, then it's likely you're going to be a miserable supporter. And like Spurs is meant to be this escapism. It's obviously a lot more serious than that because we take it more seriously mm. than a lot of other things. Uh, maybe not as much as drugs or whatever else, but that's like, another topic. But yeah. like. Good topic. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> got to order some mushrooms. You reminded me. Good. I find that people like, and maybe this is a social media thing, because you get a snapshot of, of the way people behave around Spurs. It's like us against them, like Spurs supporters against Tottenham. Like they, they have an abusive relationship with, with their own football club, and it's it's like Tottenham is the very thing that makes you happy. Yet you choose to batter Tottenham all the time like do you know what I mean Tottenham is, is fucking bound and gagged and you're just They're like, it's kind of like yeah it's like it's like, a ba- like an abusive relationship yeah it's but, like, it's but, like well, why that, be it, like that you don't they, have it, to be like if that if Spurs didn't act like that well, I wouldn't hit her yeah do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 she didn't make me feel bad about myself I wouldn't hit her it's unnecessary maybe, maybe you're the problem <laughs> stop hitting women or Spurs do you know what I mean? If Spurs was a female, you, you know, you would... Tr- oh, she, she cooked a terrible meal today. It wasn't up... It was a five out of five meal, so I want to give her a wallop. Verbally. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of that level. Mm. Just can't fucking forgive. <laughs> like, they're doing... If, if, we, if we'd gone... If, we'd, if, if what was happening at Arsenal was everything was falling apart, I'd understand the vitriol. 
Yeah. We drew a game against Burnley and we had loads of opportunities to win it. And I, I, I was frustrated, but... And everyone moans about Wembley. Uh, just think about how the players are feeling as well about that transition. I think Ricky mentioned it earlier. What, what I... <clears throat> like, going back to the point of uh, setting set expectations and then kind of... Uh, demand kind of demanding those uh, and for it to come into fruition what I've never really understood is I, I know we've got in a in a good position where we are at the moment but to go on and we, to to win the championship and that demand for trophies and this team isn't isn't good enough and it's only marked on how many trophies we win how many trophies have we won in the past like mm-hmm. god knows how long when Not was the last many. time we won the league why is it a trophy that quantifies the progression of where you've come like my dad dad if you listen to this I fucking know I see you when we talk I see in your eyes Mm. you ain't like Potch from day one don't matter though and no matter how far we progress no matter how far we we play well come third come second play you know playing great football aggressive football pressing philosophy you know there's so much going right that has gone previously that's gone wrong yeah, but we ain't won a trophy though, have we? And it's like, for, for me, I, I know a lot of people, yeah, we, we do need a big shiny trophy and I would fucking love one, mate. How much would that day, oh, mate, it would be the best. But for me, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't define Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't define me because the, the seasons and years gone before me, that means it's nothing watching Tottenham. If we haven't won a trophy, that's all, that's all I depend on. It's got to win a trophy at the end of the season if we haven't then everything's in the bin do you know why it's, Ricky it's never like that because football is at the stage now where it's like supporters are defining their existence based on being able to say to another supporter look at us we're, we're, I know that's dumbing it down because you win the league then you have a right to brag and you're the, the king of the hill and whatever yeah. else but it's got to the point where where we are a team fledgling we are fledgling whether you like it or not we are overachieving when you look at our budget and whatever else you can sit here and argue about money that isn't being spent from Levy and where that money goes and whatever else but we are overachieving there are four or five other clubs that should rightly be above us every season based on their wage bill based on everything else so we should actually have the attitude of sticking our fingers up and saying fuck everyone we're fucking rebelling against what is expected to be the the top teams in the country, we're not expected to be. A, you can see we're not expected to be the top team in the country because everyone goes fucking ape shit when we look like we, we might win the league or we're chasing the leader. Everyone shits it because they don't expect that. But if it's Chelsea, you get neutral supporters fucking applauding. You having a fucking laugh? You'd rather see Chelsea win the league than Tottenham. Like it's that's that's what what you said about being about being together and the kind of. Like we should be proud of what we're achieving here. Yeah. Like, even if we're falling short, there's a, like, like being, being a part of a collective. Like uh, being like the, when when you, when someone talks t- talks to you and, and sort, of, sort of sort of says or starts digging out Spurs, you, you kind of there should be like a, a backs against the wall attitude. That yeah, we're, we're all Tottenham. Yeah. Siege mentality. We're all Tottenham, and the world's against us. Yeah. And but it, it's fine because we're together. That that, that kind of thing. But instead, people are kind of hell-bound on, on, on eating Tottenham from the inside out. It's like... And it ain't, it ain't even it's Tottenham. It's every football club. You kind of... Because you feel bad about something, you can't taper your, your opinion. And, and You're it a kind happy of, clapper, basically, if you say anything positive. I'm, I don't give a fuck about all that <laughs> bullshit. Imagine being a fucking anything other than happy. 
Like the whole fucking point <laughs> of being be on this earth <laughs> is to be happy and make <laughs> other people be happy. If you get dug out for being happy, then fucking fuck your opinion, mate. Oh, I could glorious. not give a it's shit. So true, mate. In get in the fire. <laughs> Thing is, as well, like we've with us playing at Wembley, and you know the hoodie over Wembley and us winning and and everything like that, and also with the kind of a, a lot of there's a lot of new fans. Not sorry, not new fans, but there's a lot of fans that are now able to get tickets because of Water Lane there's only you know 34,000 yeah. tickets or whatever and when you've got a lot, lot more uh, choice but it's going to soon become a poisonous atmosphere when like l- l- like at West Ham when you're going to Olympic Stadium there's a lot more and, and, if, and if things aren't going your way it turns very very quickly and it's you can toxic. like yeah exactly I mean when, uh, when I was at the game against uh, even Chelsea mm. was at that game it's not like the first home game at Wembley and like you can all you can you can <coughs> hear and see murmurs and people kind of like raring up at each other and stuff like that and no it's one just wants like, it there, do they it's like no one no one wants to be yeah no one wants to be at Wembley no. no one I don't want to be at Wembley but everyone wants a new stadium yeah we do and so this uh, is the part of the process it's a necessary evil yeah, this is the path un- yeah part it's unavoidable exactly but it's kind of like what you. It's how fast things um, get going on the pitch, and then it will affect the stands. And that, that's. I think that's why this kind of this vitriol that you can see so prevalently in social at the moment is. It's you know it's it's hard to it's it's hard to digest really because there's there's so many people that are attending the games and they're not happy and then it's it's like a domino effect. Really but in, as that, well. in my opinion, there's. Everybody in the football club is doing what they can within within the realms of possibility to for us to be as successful as possible. It's in their best interest for that mm. to be the case. It's in the best interest for Daniel Levy to uh, for, for Spurs to qualify for the Champions League again this year. He's earning a shitload of money. He's not ciphering money off the top by not spending. He's not going into his back pocket because that would be illegal. Right, if he's taking money out of the profits of the football club and it goes directly into his back pocket, I'm not going to spend and put money. I'm pretty sure that would be against the mm, law. Mm. There's no one doing that. Sissoko, when he runs on the football pitch and the people are booing him as he ran on, he's not going on there and going, it's going to benefit my football club to be shit today. I'm going to do shit because it's all I can do. What, 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 what goes in, what's in the minds of people that boo Sissoko as he's coming on? It's, it, but this is the mentality you're dealing with. Some people's mindset is is reactionary to the point where it doesn't actually make sense. It's just like, oh shit, it's that player again. I don't like him. He's shit. He's waste of money. So, so boo I, him. I might as well just boo him rather than support him. And I mean, Sissoko will never just, be. Or just say nothing. Or say nothing. I mean, Sissoko needs like five, six, seven games on the trot to mm. maybe find some kind of identity. So we might be able to see something from the player. You know, to be honest with you, you spend that amount of money on a player, you kind of want to see something immediately and make an impact, and he might stay in the team, which other players have done that were signed. But anyway, that's a different topic. I get what you're saying, but again, it just comes down to the fact that, you know, Ricky, you're saying this season, off the back of Chelsea and Burnley and Wembley, which are big things, or Wembley being a big thing, but it was last season as well. Mm. And, and last season, people were getting, again, the same that you see on Twitter today. Um, like abusive and like uh, 
self-deprecation without the comedy, like they're actually abusing Tottenham and whatever else. And then we went on that magnificent run all the way through to the end of the season, apart from one slump that we had in, in all those fixtures. And, and you saw it, you saw the same people that were full of hate, utterly fucking pure love for Tottenham. Mm. Like, completely pure. To the, you could... You could you can taste the joy in their tweet. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like they were so. It's when we were stuffing Leicester seven one or seven nil, yeah. and then a couple of other, people were so proud. They're like, "This is my fucking team. This is fucking Tottenham. This is us." We're, you know, and and that, believe it or not, is fucking fuel. It makes your life better, and it makes supporting Spurs better. And if we have a bump in the road. Fucking grow some fucking balls. If we gave up after every drop point, we'd be fucking mid-table now. Like if you if you remove if you remove football from it, because football is is a kind of flippant thing and it's difficult to apply philosophy to football because it's, it's a joke. But I try my hardest, man, every day. What I'm saying is that, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's like in real life, it's a it's during times of hardship and adversity, you find out what kind of person you are, and it's when everything's great. That doesn't. It's easy when everything's yeah. great. You don't, have to, you don't have to be a good person when you've got everything. <laughs> it's just point. be a good person when things ain't going great. That's when you. That's how you. How 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 um, how much character you have and what kind of person and what role you have in society mm. is when things are shit. What kind of person are you and are you trying to make other people happier or are you just spewing your vitriol because you've got to get it out somehow? But whatever it is, it's about your character. And do you know what? I think it's a sport more more than anything. I think it's a game. I think Twitter, social media, the way we communicate on those platforms, I think part of it is there's more longevity in anger. It's an easier emotion to share. It's easier to be able to point at someone and go, look at this fucking idiot and his opinion. It's easier to argue. I didn't mean that personally. Yeah, he was pointing at him directly. I was yeah, yeah. There are three or two of us here. You could have pointed at me. You pointed at Ricky. That's all right, that's fine. But I, 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 I think there's some people, they, 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 they get... They get Erect over it, you know, and it's because it's easier to to argue. Well, you you don't argue when you win, do you? I mean, when you no. win, everyone's happy. So where, where's where, where? It's not when I've, I've written blogs in the past. I've, I've tweeted stuff when we've won, okay, and people aren't all over it because you know it's whatever we've won. But if it's something to do with a defeat, or if it's something subjective to do with with a, with something else that's happened at the club. Everybody like a pack of wolves on a, on fucking on a carcass. They just, it just it it becomes like an absolute hellmouth because people like uh, hate makes the world go round. Unfortunately, do you know what I mean? Mm. It does. Do you think uh, we should talk about Burnley yet? Or not going to bother me? No, no, I'll probably do it in the second half. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, I just lots of people think they know what the fuck's going on. No one does. Everyone's fucking clueless. He's funny though. First half of fight got podcast. Hi, this is Windy, back with a weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Very quick one this week, I'm just back from recording uh, the extra inch. I'm knackered, I'm absolutely knackered. I had to do a proper, proper podcast, not this kind of freeform nonsense that uh, you're listening to right now. So, we'll do a quick run through. So the main bits of news are that Cameron Carter-Vickers has joined Sheffield United 
on loan until the end of the season. I think that's an admission by Pochettino that he's not quite at the level that he needs to be at to get first-team football with Spurs. And I'm pleased that this has happened now. Like with Onuma, it's a shame it didn't happen last year, but it's better that it's now than never. I've heard a rumour that Marcus Edwards might join him there. That's yet to be confirmed. We'll see by the time this goes out whether that's happened. It sounds like there's definitely interest in Edwards. Uh, and there might be another couple of loan players, youth players going out on loan before the uh, the loan window closes. On to the youth teams. The under-18s lost 1-0 in the last minute to Brighton at home. It sounds as though they played pretty well and it was an unfortunate result. Um, again, Scott Park didn't sound, didn't sound thrilled. He said... They were hard to break down, but as I said to the boys, the worst, worst case scenario is you have to walk off the pitch with a point. You can't lose the game in the manner we did on a set play. The good news is that the under-23s beat Manchester United 3-0 at Stevenage last Friday. Marcus Edwards scored the opener with a 20-yard curler. Jaffa Tanganga scored a header. And then Joe Pritchard rounded off the goal scoring. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On Your Spurs. Second half of Fighting Cop Podcast. Apologies if you found that a bit heavy. Um, it's just getting all... We're, we're venting. We're doing all the things that I, I hate. Just spewing all the... Fuck it. Doesn't matter. It's done. Um, so, it, during the game, let's talk about Deli Ali not celebrating. <laughs> oh, my, my, my gut feeling was that Pochettino gave him a bollocking. And uh, it, I, maybe he didn't take too kindly to it. And when he scored, he felt... What did you think? Yeah, really, uh, that, makes, that makes sense, but maybe we're reading too much into it. Mm. Maybe because it was just a tapping. Yeah, yeah. You uh, for me, <laughs> that is way like uh, that is way too much reading into it. it, it like, <laughs> like you score a fucking twenty-yard fucking curler, you go mad. Yeah, you do a bit of trickery, and you score, you go mad. The ball cannons off a defender and you see an open gap and you tap it in. Yeah. It's not really to go wheels and away to the crowd to be like, fucking I am the Don, pointing to the back of your shirt. <laughs> have it! Oi, oi! It, it really was just a tapping and it, and it was like, it wasn't like he had momentum where he's running and he fucking smacked it in. It was mm. just, it was literally like, I've just guided the ball back to where it came from. Fair, we'll leave it there then. That question came from Queenie on Twitter. Thank you very much. Um, we had Paul Bradshaw as well asked what do you think of lack of goal celebration um, yeah just one of those things he scored against Burnley it's kind of one of those things it's, it's a shame actually because I remember a time I remember a time when Danny Murphy scored a very scrappy goal against Portsmouth I think and was in the part lane and we went ballistic it was under Martin Yol it was a good time uh, Champions League got Drew didn't it yeah hang on got another question I missed one out uh, why do fans change their... Ent- oh, no, we've done that. Uh, yeah, Champions League. So, uh, we got Real Madrid, we've got <laughs> <Borussia> Dortmund, <laughs> and Apple well. Yeah. You going back bit. to your ho- homeland? Cyprian football. You going to go back to your homeland to watch it? Nah. Nah. Okay, no. That's good. <laughs> uh, what, what are your Champions feelings? Champions League, you're all done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, last season was a bit of a kind of... A, anti-climax. Yeah, it was an anti-climax. And we got, well, we got, thought we had an easy group. Yeah, we thought yeah. we had an easy group. thought we were rolling, rolling through and yeah. we'd, we'd progress and, uh, you know, whatever happened, happened. Did not come for Monaco. <laughs> but um, when you're playing in the 
kind of elite competition that is the Champions League or European Cup as I like to call it mm. um, you want the biggest and best teams and it doesn't come quite bigger than Real Madrid yeah I mean and, and then Dortmund for like it, for me it's kind of a bit of a, a revenge game against Dortmund for Revenge yeah a bit of Revenge for when you know our, our fans went out there and they got dished up fucking who is it in the centre midfield, Tommy Carroll and someone else. <laughs> that was Ryan Mason. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But um, and then Applewell. But um, th- these are the games that you want to you want to see your team compete in. The- I definitely do. I want I wanted Barcelona. I, w- I wanted Barcelona because yeah, I, haven't, I haven't been there. No, <laughs> I, 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 I've been to Madrid. I've seen us get pumped there. You know, I, I have no inclination or no, no drive to go go there and, and watch us get pumped again. Although to be fair, I'd fucking love love to go out there if I could get a ticket. It'd be amazing. But Real Madrid are like the the favourites for the competition. They're one of the ones I wanted to avoid. But we got them. You know what I mean? We only we have to finish second. And I think that we're going to be in a situation where last year we didn't expect anything because it was we, no, sorry we expected everything because it was it was a relatively easy group. Turned out not to be. This year we're not expected to go through, hmm. and we might surprise some people. Yeah. You know, believe a little bit. <laughs> I, th- I think this really illustrates that going back to the, the first part, but not to go too deeply into it. Mm. Like you're in the Champions League, this is what we've always wanted to be in there consistently, and you want to play against the top teams in Europe because for a lot of people, the people that are lucky enough uh, to get the tickets, they're going to go to proper football clubs. No disrespect to the smaller clubs, but it's quite underwhelming when you get small clubs in the Europa League, and it isn't as glamorous and players aren't really up for it and supporters aren't really up for it whereas now we've got two huge clubs in that group and the little team from Cyprus that might cause us problems you never know but that's exactly what you want out of football you want to play against the best teams in the world and we are Tottenham Hotspur playing against the what 15 times winners of the Champions uh, European Cup how many times they've won it? it 12 I've lost count I don't know. I've literally lost count but you know I saw someone on Twitter going yeah well we might not get out of the group right you fucking idiot. If we got out of the group, who would we fucking play on? I mean, what, 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 what are you looking to do here? Are you looking for us to somehow get quarterfinal, semi-final, so you can turn around and blag to your Guna mates that we got to the semi-final? I mean, that is quite important. It is important, but the reality of it is no one's expecting us to win the Champions League. People are now not expecting us to get out of the group. Well, fucking, if there's no pressure on us, fucking Spurs... Enjoy it from the players to the supporters. This mm. is I don't take great, it too example, seriously. A great example man. of that. When we went to a quick quarter final, we got to Real Madrid and we were 4 0 down in the first half. And we brought Madrid to YR Lane, and the atmosphere was fucking brilliant because it was about enjoying the moment rather mm. than it, the pressure of winning was removed because we had no chance. And then I, I think that kind of the, the true spirit of Spurs came out in that game. We lost 1 0, Ronaldo scored the, like a dodgy goal where it hit. Gomez went over his head and rolled in. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, but the atmosphere that night was superb. It was great. It's it's that stuff of stuff that you remember. <laughs> How many times have I heard a hit go Gomez and rolled in? <laughs> he was the best shittest keeper I've ever seen. One of the things as well that um, I've been thinking about as well, and I, I could have sworn I saw some kind of uh, video interview. I, I saw something that uh, you know Tottenham have got this. Uh, the players have got a WhatsApp group, and people were saying like. Jan was well pumped for it and mm. stuff like that. 
Like, these are the times where you're playing against your Real Madrid and Dortmunds where uh, players that feel that they're not paid enough and they're not respected and valued enough. I tell you what, that's cool. But you go out on the biggest stage there is and exactly. you fucking prove and you, uh, you, you show us why you deserve this yeah. money and... That, that's what I, I want to see that fire in the belly that kind of like you know at the moment you're getting uh, uh, all these uh, applaudits from you know match of the day and Deli Ali's great Ericsson and all that lot and Ericsson linked with Barcelona and you know 150 mil for Ali or whatever but I want to see these players kind of reddish this chance yeah. that to say you know what if I want to get paid the best money and be on the biggest stage this there is going to be no other time and place exactly. to, to prove yourself against these teams and I want to see us fucking and it's been it's the players proving that they're and players going oh, well I deserve more money Ricky's spot on like, well, show the ambition at the club you're at now Yeah, we, like, we'll you, you've got to contract the club you've got players around you friends around you you know teammates around you like as a team don't you want to achieve something at Tottenham Right now, what you know, just and what better fucking platform and arena than to go to the Bernabeu, lads? I'll tell you what, we're going to shock some people in this Champions League. We we're going to do some business. We've got a, a great first eleven. Sanchez is going to be an absolute beast, and he's going to arrive. We've just we, we've broke our record transfer. We've broke our record transfer to a defender for Davinson, and the problem is, is that he's a defender. That, that that's mm. the issue. Not sexy enough, is it? Yeah, it's not. And it, don't get me wrong. I, Although I'm, Toby's sexy, yeah. Like, but I, sexy. even when we signed Alvaro, just and, and Loris, you like and Banyama, you just, like I mm. get it. It's necessary, but it's boring. But you know, I think our first team could, we could, we could easily do it. Have a, you know, we did it. We've done it for two yeah. years, like. Dortmund should be worried about us. They never played Tottenham. They played our second string team. They've never played Tottenham. Now they will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <clears throat> it's going to be a completely different kettle of fish as well. I think uh, now it's kind of like, and, it, and as well, like uh, I think it was noted that the last kind of um, Champions League foray that we had that. I don't know whether Poch was like saving some players because he had his eye on the league and. Where else yeah, sure. had you? But I think this time, I think the, you know the the kind of uh, temperatures being turned up that you know we want to go out there and we want to perform and we want to get as far as we possibly can, and rightly so. And it's going to be one of those things that you know you're weighing up at the time. Are you going to get the league realistically, or should we progressing in the Champions League or getting these results? And you know, I. It, it, it's difficult because they are <laughs> not fucking wanted to take it lightly. Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund, like, they're not going to be any rollovers. But, of course not. Uh, but um, would you? You know, there, there are going to be some exciting games at, at Wembley and, and in their ground as well. And, and if that isn't enough to get you going, then I fucking really do not know what will. Would you sacrifice being in the title race, still finishing the top four, but not? do what we did in the last two seasons would you sacrifice that by thinking we could win the league for another Champions League adventure into the knockout stages maybe a little bit beyond honestly I'd rather I'd rather us be consistent in the league yeah I'd rather win the fucking title yeah I'd rather go for the title but even even just because of the, to have the stability, stability in the club because a, a cup run no matter how much important winning the, winning the trophy 
to, to, to ensure stability in a the club there's nothing more important yeah. than forming the league it's no. not as exciting I, I, no, I want to well, win a cup competition I do I want glory I want yeah. all of it but there's still glory but, in chasing the title. I yeah, think people there, don't associate it there is. in the same way but as a cup run. I, I think when you look at this season, you've got to approach it with a caveat to everything, is that we're not at home. Yeah. We do have 36 home, uh, 38 home games, away games. Yeah, they, They're all away games, and it's about how do we cope when we have this mountain in front of us. And we all knew it was coming. Hmm. And what, what didn't happen is I think the majority of people didn't, or some people at least, didn't prepare themselves for that and didn't understand that we're going through a difficult season. I don't think Wembley's going to be a, as big an issue as people think. I've seen nothing really in the first two games against Chelsea and Burnley to think that we are going to struggle in a huge way. It's not hmm. going to be like playing at White Hart Lane. We've already dropped as many points as we did in the entire last season, which is fucking crazy. Which again, while it builds people's optimism and builds people's expectations the reason why your expectations being built is because of those players because of Pochettino mm. and then you're asking them to do the same but removing the advantages that they had I mean just on a basic level you can understand why it's more difficult so if you understand that they've done all this to boost your optimism but then you it, the circumstances have made it more difficult for you to achieve what yeah, yeah, or, or yeah. reach the levels that you, you become expecting to then, 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 then be a bit more, uh, be a bit forgiving of, of that fact. I think. Nobody wants to, they do they? Great, laptop battery's died. <laughs> um, so, what's your gut feeling at the moment? Are we getting out of this group? Yeah, I think we will. I, uh, I, I, I have to go all guns blazing because um, I do love the European Cup, man. Like as a kid. Growing up and seeing that fucking ginormous trophy and seeing, you know, the being crowned the kings of Europe and like just knowing, you know, like, you know, Forest's achievements and other clubs' achievements in it and just being able to lord it as to say that you're the fucking best in Europe, in Europe is the fucking, oh man. I, like going through my life, I've always, like, at a young age, you know, wanted to see Tottenham play at White Hart Lane done that I want to see Tottenham away I want to see Tottenham in Europe doesn't matter if it's uh, UEFA Cup done that see him away in Europe done that um, But and then it gets you know you get further and further along and to see us either you know win the league or the Champions League they're fucking you know that, that, that's light years away but there's always that there's always that chance man of course and whenever there's that chance it fucking it just lights it. yeah it lights a fire under me it really does we must join Stoke 18 million that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a profit madness yeah. 4.3 4. million we signed for really yeah that's that's interesting actually because like, like 15 games I suppose. really yeah how like, it's, it's mad isn't it that how the value of someone that's 4.3 million and after 15 games it's now rocketed to 18. It's like your house of highest profit though, isn't it? Mm. It's just the money, money rises. Yeah. But yeah, it the seems a lot there to though. spend. It does seem a lot. Um, I don't know if he's worth 18 million. Probably not. We, we'll find out. I think he, he'll get a lot more game time. Yeah. But he, he won't be surrounded by better play. He won't be surrounded by the same quality of players he had at Tottenham. But he'll do more, so he'll have more opportunity to shine. Yeah. I hope he does well. He never, he never. He seemed like a sound guy, to be honest. Yeah, like, he nothing he never, against him. He, he deputised really well. When yeah, he do you remember when he had to deputise for Vertonghen yeah. and everyone like fucking yeah. shit their pants? Yeah, nine games, and we conceded six goals during that time. He played, he played well. But having said that, Michael Dawson also looked amazing alongside Lindy King. So it's 
one of those things where yeah we find out what you know what he's got and I hope I, got. I wish him the best I mean, yeah, yeah 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 I, I don't really feel anything about him at all but no, I hope he seems like a nice, nice kid Ben nice. Davies has, has made more key passes than any other defender in Europe's top five leagues oh my good lord is that right I don't even understand these stats stats what is a key pass like, that leads to a chance. I wouldn't tell you, but I, I, I think it's <laughs> it's a ball that leads to a chance or yeah. something like that. But okay. I'm pretty sure if if I'm pumping a 60 yard ball into the mixer, is that a key pass? No, I don't know, mate. I tell you, will be up to the Fighting Cocker releasing a podcast later in the week with Michael Cox, who wrote the mixer, a book, yeah, the mixer, yeah. called the mixer. And uh, all of these answers, if you're interested in this sort of stuff, the statistical part of it, listen to the extra inch because that's ultimately what it's about. But ultimately, uh, also, we've got a great guest on there in Michael Cox. And uh, I'm sure he'll be able to tell us exactly what a key pass is. And hopefully, by some sort of telepathy, Wendy will understand it. That needs to be asked because it's recording as we speak. And if you are into that statistical side Mm. of... uh the football, mm. then this would not be a podcast to miss because it's it going to be fucking ramoed with it. Arrieur, 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 may not get his work permit in time before the deadline passes. Great. Uh, <laughs> any opinions? How, how so? How how does that work? I don't. It's to do with. Um, the fact that he's got a criminal record or convi- conviction rather against the popo usually if, if you're average Joe you'd probably not get a work permit because you've got this kind of criminal thing you know but there's enough money in this for it to happen so yeah so like uh, someone made a great point actually I think it was on Reddit and, and they said that there is no chance that Daniel Levy would have wasted this much time trying to sign no, a player it, yeah it's, it's, they would have investigated that as as, as Right at the start of it, and yeah. then they would have gone through, made the bid with PSG. You'd think someone as shrewd as Daniel Levy would have had that covered. Yeah, it's but, not like they get to the end of it and go, oh shit. shit. <laughs> didn't think about that. Yeah, didn't think about it. There's so much bureaucracy and so much hard work that goes into signing a player. Oh, fucking hell, it must be like a. In many ways, I understand why footballers have agents. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, like because you wouldn't want to this deal with all that shit. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think it's an issue. If he's going to sign for Spurs, I don't think there'll be the work permit that stops him. In the event that he doesn't, that doesn't get, that doesn't happen before the end of the deadline, then I think Spurs have to renegotiate. And he certainly would go back to PSG. Yeah. When is the deadline again? Thursday. I think. Yeah, my birthday. Nice. Mm. Uh, Poch decided against signing Diop of Marseille. I think he's gone. He's joined Celta Vigo as a guy who played eleven games for Marseille. Uh, young kid, uh, because he was so impressed of Oakley Booth. Well, this is this is one the other of way my... around, isn't it? What? Settle Vigo and then going to Marseille, no? Or is he a... uh, Is it? I've got no idea. Mate, who gives a fuck? He's not signed with Spurs. thing is, uh, most, most, <laughs> most, most Spurs supporters haven't even heard of him until like we've got linked to him anyway. Yeah, yeah. People are going, what, pa- Papa Booba? <laughs> what, the wardrobe? <laughs> we signed in the fucking wardrobe. We don't need him, he's no good. No, different the op. Different, common name. Very common name. 
Yeah, but does anyone know about Oakley? Because before he was on the bench, uh, genuinely, no, I had to actually ask Windy. Uh, Windy hadn't even mentioned him. So yeah, how can he, I mean, I, I'm not saying that Windy knows more than Poch. But he's in this. He's in this. Like, I know that on the one hand, you have got people like I made a comment today. People slate Pep at City for just basically throwing money at every signing. Any problem he's got, he looks to buy a player. He doesn't promote youth. Mm. He's going to get rid of Sterling supposedly, meaning that he's not going to take a potentially world-class player and try and mould him into, into a world-class player. And everyone sort of laughs at him being a fraud and whatever else. And then we promote an academy kid and it's like, you fucking cheapskates. Buy a 50-round... 50, 50. Like, isn't he... Like, have we forgotten where Kane came from? Mm. Where Harry Winks came from? Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Do you know anything now, about him though? Okay. No, no, it could be that he's on the bench because we haven't got any other fucking support on there. And maybe it's Pochettino saying to Levy, that's the quality of our bench. We're taking risks with kids that might not make it or be good enough. Or Poch goes, this kid's the bollocks. Yeah. We don't need to spend. And how, but how, how's he going to get in the team and get game time if. I mean, there's already an issue with Winks. How is Wink gonna, Winks going to get into the team? Well, how would have Diop gone to the team? Well, this is my point. The, the, at the end of the day, it goes back to uh, Poch's philo- philosophy about everybody's on the same level in terms of no matter where, where you come from, how much you cost, if you're playing better, if you're impressing in training, you get in a team and then you keep your place until you, you drop out for you know, And that's competition for places. It, I'm a bit old school with players. In what way? Like, I, I would prefer to spend... 30 million on a foreign sounding name <laughs> so like someone being brought for our academy for free doesn't really you know do anything for me but if if we were to f- sign someone with Benio at the end <laughs> for 35 million I'm in I'm fucking in that's oh, what I can't I'm help t- you mate then can't yeah that's what, I, that's what I need but, uh, uh, that's I what get I need Rick's being slightly He's making a joke, Look, but, it, but 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 there is something in that. No, I'm going to be way more excited mate, about an Enio you know, than I am about Booth. Yeah. Can you imagine we 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 announce three players tomorrow with like three signings out of nowhere? Yeah. You get this that kind of artificial, superficial high off it because it's like new players, like a fucking kid Christmas Day opening presents. But what does it actually mean? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Whether you bought them three months ago, two months ago, on the last day. Do they improve the team, yes or no? Does this kid improve the team? Well, he might do. We have to fucking what, wait. Is it, is it a double-barreled name? Yeah, yeah, well, like, yeah. Too British, man. Uh, way too, British. too British. I just think, well, he's, he's, he's... That relationship at home, what's that all about? You know? Who? Well, well, just his mum and dad, obviously, they had this kind of new, new wave kind of lefty, <laughs> you know, let's not use the conformity of society to give him the father's name the, the, the mother in that household is way too powerful is he going to be some sort of snowflake is he going to be able to cut it because he's come from a lefty liberal family I don't, that, that, I don't think he will no I, I don't I, I think double barrel surname Walker Peters he's got no chance <laughs> I forgot about it yeah Walker Peters no chance <coughs> um, yeah I, but we well, get, if we get a, a couple of two two players that Poch wants, right? Two players Poch wants and a Beano or a, or a, a, you know a, 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 for the fans. Get, let's get let's get a little Rabino in for the fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then two players are actually going to do something for Poch. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when uh, Rubinho signed for it was City, wasn't it? Yeah. 
And uh, he was confused because he had to put a sky blue shirt on and he thought it was red because he thought he signed for United. No, that's not true. Mate, true. God's, God's honest. Real talk. All right, got some questions. THFC Memory Man. He says, what element, which elements of football from the pre-Premier League Sky era would you reintroduce for the benefit of fans? Uh, ticket prices. Oh, that would be a start. Yes. Yeah. Standing. Standing, although, yeah, yeah, there was, there was plenty of standing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Beer in stadium? Too far? Nah. What, do you, you can never drink in front of the pitch, though. What, like back in the day? You could smoke. In 92, do you think? Is it? No one gave a fuck then, did it, really? Mm. Um, no Wi Fi? Is there Wi Fi now, is there? What, in the stadium? Yeah, you can't get on Wi Fi in the stadium, can you? I've never tried. <laughs> Don't know. Good, that was a test. Just, do you know what it is? I, I don't know if it was better back then or it's just the way I remembered it. You know, when you're it's a bit of both. When you're when you're when you're a fan and you're going back and like the, the things I remember most fondly about going to Spurs when I was a kid wasn't football. It was it was growing up and being around my older brother's mates mm. and feeling like a man and being with my dad and being given my first beer. It wasn't anything to do with football. And the thing- and all of those things would exist now. But the, the thing is, that doesn't exist now for kids of the, the same age you were when you started, because it's so much more of a, an, an event, an experience these days. Like you go to a football match, the dad's taking his kid or whatever, and it's like 200 quid he's going to get spent or whatever. Mm. Do you know, it's not like 10 quid at the turnstile. I can't even afford to take myself to football. Like it, but I had kids as well. If it was more accessible today, I think the next generation of football supporters, it, again, it'd be more of an organic kind of association with the club and it wouldn't be this thing where like can we afford to go to the football can I afford to, to, to see the team like, whereas now it is like this really polished you know sit down don't stand up don't sing that song okay. it's very much police with you know modern football and all that like you saying about your brothers and your dad and like you know becoming a man for me there is no other kind of milestone in your life than becoming a man is when you're dying for a piss and you're forced to go for a for a piss outside that hovel in the Bell and Hare, that that that, that brick what tiny building what, toilet. That little toilet. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Oh mate, it was absolutely <laughs> <What laughs> <was> <laughs> <laughs> like the last game of the season last year. I went in there just for, <laughs> just for prosperity. <laughs> Nostalgia. Went, yeah, I just went in there. I was like, this is going to be gone. Let me have one more. And I walked in there. I was like, <laughs> this place has got to go. If this is gentrification, this has got to go. I remember like, the like, last game you of can, you can, you can, the, 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 the The ammonia in the air would sting your eye. <laughs> the last game of while. Like, Imagine getting a blowjob in those toilets. Oh, but, I mean, look, that's grim. Needs must. <laughs> You'd do it, probably. I don't think I would. I'm gonna, <laughs> I respect myself too much. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be hard. No fit bird's going to want to nosh you off in those toilets, though. <laughs> Mate, thinking of your surroundings, I just wouldn't be able to get arrive. Arrive. <laughs> <laughs> you could get out but couldn't arrive. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. You're just, you're just pumping like that and then you get into this kind of existential crisis like what am I doing I'm, just, I'm literally just pumping another person and nothing's happened I'm never going to come I'm never going to come again I am never going to come again and I'm looking down at another human being and I'm sticking my dick in her and I'm going back and forth and she's looking back at me and there's there's like nothing literally nothing she can do or I can do to stop this situation until eventually I'll come to a realisation that 
it's not going to happen. So I've got to have this awkward conversation with her going, look, it's not you, it's me. I can keep going forever if you want, but that's not going to help either of us. I'm never going to come. You're never going to enjoy yourself. Let's get out of this situation and run for the hills, never talk to each other again. Reminds me of Tottenham, never going to come. <laughs> oh, football. But it, yeah, it, like, <laughs> the, the, the old one lane as well, the, the kind of nostalgia bit of that disgusting but nostalgia bit of uh, like the last game at White Lane like, like pissing in the urinal uh, in Park Lane mm. and men crammed either side and their piss is splashing back on my trousers and, yeah. me, and me sitting there thinking I'm never going to get other men's piss all over me again yeah, it just yeah. makes me sad yeah. <laughs> 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 my, my favourite bit is when pissing at uh, White Lane because it would be so crammed in and you'd get that spray back on the side of your hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're like, I mean, anywhere else, anywhere else, I'd, I would not. I mean, you're getting another man's piss on you, but at football, you're just like, that's ah, a run of the course. Yeah. Part, part of the course. Yeah, completely. Yeah. What was the question? I don't oh, know. All right, last one. Uh, bear with me. Phil, spooky Phil. Ricky, Phil. Right, okay, so the last question. Is no, fucking not. hell, Flav. I can't what find the fucking F. Oh, here we go. Battery died, didn't it? Go on, keep filling. Well, okay. Oh, we have Yeah, yeah. He wasn't saying Phil as in the name. He was saying Phil as in Phil. Filler. The, the gap. Yeah. Oh, I just want to talk about Bernie for a bit. Like, I, I know, I know we, we, we haven't really gone over that, but um, Chelsea and Bernie both set up kind of, it felt like identical. Hmm. Because they had, they both had a lot of players, and it was very kind of compact on the D in their side, and um, and we were trying to kind of like every time we were running it, like Ericsson Ali, it was just and Kane as well. The amount of block shots against Burnley, the amount of like times yeah. we were trying to Basically play through balls, conge- they congest, very contained co- exactly, and we didn't have the width as we normally have with like Walker and Rose. Right, stretch the game a to little stretch bit. the game and and also they were both very well composed like I can I, I can only uh, this is only going to be my relevant bit of uh, of of boxing mm. analogy and it's going to be very bad but like with Mayweather like defensive no matter what you fucking do the guy knows he's well drilled and you ain't ever going to shake him out of that uh, and mm. like you, you can try pull, you can try doing this and that and the other. With Chelsea and Burnley, we tried to kind of stretch the game and try to pull pull them out of position, but they were just holding up. They were just staying there, and we didn't have that width to go past them or that gutsiness or but, that kind of bit to get in behind them. It was like opposite goal hanging. But no, but the, but don't you find that those? I mean, Conte said, "Oh, people, teams will be." Inspired to play at Wembley, but that football you've just described is almost desperation. It's like we're too afraid to be open because Tottenham will cut us to shreds. So we're going to sit back and contain them. And both teams re- basically relied on mistakes. And I know football is a game where you punish the other team's mistakes. You make less mistakes, you're less likely to win. If you make a lot of mistakes, you're likely to concede quite a few. You know, like yeah, the shambles Arsenal West Ham are, but. For both of them to sit back like that, it only takes us for us to work out what's missing at the minute. That's it, Ricky. We work out that little extra dimension, and we get we get ahead earlier in the game, and we score another one. And we, we, Wembley is a fortress. I, I agree with Deli Ali. 
it's at the minute don't want to say psychological I just think it's just finding a comfort zone that's it I'm not fucking worried about this team you know if I'd be worried if Burnley and Chelsea turned up at Wembley and we Pumped were getting us. battered yeah played we us of getting, the park yeah, yeah and that hasn't happened in any of the three league games yet we've just had two disappointing results and listen man if you're Spurs supporter and you're not disappointed there's something wrong with you I'm not sitting here saying don't be disappointed I'm just saying look at the bigger picture we've got two fucking years two seasons of evidence of what we're capable of doing and every time people say oh Posh hasn't got a plan B we change our style a little bit we change the way we, we you know like when we went to three at the back we, we started playing wing backs do you know what I mean? Yeah. Have faith in the manager. He's proven. He's given you two fucking years of evidence. Like, I, I've heard, like, I mean, the game against Burnley, I could tell we were flagging. Oh, we were. Like, yeah, like, like, got, like, got to 80 like minutes. Connor. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like boxing allergies. <laughs> uh, like Connor, it, we were, like, starting to blow our ass. And do you think, like Flav was saying, the Wembley pitch is an extra five metres bigger and we're kind of, you know, to our game we play this pressing game. Do you think that that effect of people running that little extra bit, and then it gets to that point of like we we've scored a goal, it is a rebound, we got it in, and then it's kind of like I can't be fucked to do anymore because I'm knackered, right. man. Do you know what? All we got to do is just try and hold it, and then the and then Benny could tense it, and it was like if we carry on fucking. Um, if we ca- carry on kind of uh, lobbing the ball up and carry on pushing them yeah, to try and make give. it something's going to give and, the, and the, uh, they'll get that one chance to just wallop it in the net but, and it went in and, and that's what and that's what they did but the thing is you could argue that's what we kept doing we kept throwing punches right why didn't we show a bit more intelligence like Mayweather and think you know what But we're going at Burnley constantly and we're not getting through and we're, and, and, and we're or battering them in terms of possession. Yeah. Like we're not finding a way through. We're getting close, in, inches, margins, whatever. But we seem to be doing it constantly. There wasn't a point where we thought, you know what, let's hold back a little bit. Let them come at us. Get them to chase the ball a little bit as opposed to just constantly going, like, you know, constantly attacking them. I, I, I think at the minute we lack a bit of timing, a bit of pacing, a bit of composure in how we're approaching these games we're too eager to score we're too eager and that sounds ridiculous what, what, how can you be too eager to score you've got to fucking attack you've got to put some effort into it you've got to have a bit of fire in your belly but the minute it's all a bit untidy it's just it's just it's not polished it's not well rounded and I don't that isn't like oh Spurs have regressed we haven't fucking forgotten how to play football and like and yeah there's a couple of players that aren't putting a, putting the right amount of grafting at the minute but we know what's going to happen. We're going to thrash someone at Wembley. I think and that will be it. That'll be a fucking light bulb switched on. And, and that will be it. That's how football, we sit here for an hour talking about it. But it's fucking simple at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? The way it works, when it works, there's not much to it. I think what you're talking about as well, you know, the kind of expectation. It's like when you get that... Uh you know the the kind of uh, was it the the monkey off the back mm. of um, winning there, and we are just so desperate to to score goals and to win 
that we're just out punching ourselves of, of yes, going forward yeah, possession yeah. and mm. and everything else that in the end Bernie saw we were tired and they just knew that fucking if they roll the dice a couple of times they get lucky so, so, you know they they're, they're going to get a clear chance and, and they'll they can either put it away, blaze, blaze it over the bar, whatever, and 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 they took it. And, you know, fair enough to them. I, right. I kind of see it coming. That bloody Sean Dyche. Hey? Yeah, I know. That bloody guy. He's such a he's such a <laughs> rascal, isn't he? <laughs> Dirt bag. Yeah, fucking. You imagine the stuff he gets up to. No, I, I don't want to. In the that's bedroom. He, in the bedroom. That's even too. His fingers too blue for me. His fingers thicker than my dick. For sure, one hundred percent. His fingers are like. A Cumberland sausage. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't damage your own fingers. Would would you have Spurs <laughs> Spurs winning the league if it meant Sean, your your mum met Sean Dyche on a night out and fell in love with him, and he turned up as your dad, your new dad? What, for Spurs to win the league, yeah. yes, I would. Yeah. Sean Dyche. Yeah, you thinking your mum with his massive fingers? It's an yeah. easy yes for yeah. any Spurs supporter. Yeah. 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 yeah silly question. You got a chat across the hallway. Only one. Use five fingers. You're, you're saying yeah, yeah, don't use not, one, yeah, use five yeah. fingers on my mum. Yeah. Like, like thanks, it, it, thanks for, for the Premier for League. The league yeah. Thanks for the Premier League, use five fingers yeah. on my mum. Yeah. She'll love that. Yep. Yeah. That's been the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Cheers. Spooky, thank you for coming back. Thanks, mate. Are you back next week? No, okay. Probably not. No, no hat trick for Spooky. But, you know, you always, you know, everyone loves you. Um, Ricky. Yeah. We'll see you soon. See ya. Only one. Use five fingers. Use five fingers. She'll love that. Use five fingers. Use five fingers. On my mum. Use five fingers. She'll love that. Use five fingers. On my mum. On my mum. Use five fingers. On my mum. Use five fingers. She'll love that. Use five fingers. On my mum. On my mum. She'll love that. Yep. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. 
At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network.